Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host of Financially Speaking and I am Kathy Cook Noble. We are always here Monday nights to help tackle some of those financial questions or concerns or confusions that people have um, because we know that finance isn't always easy, but actually should be because you are completely in the position to understand your own stuff. So every night we like to tackle a topic and explain it, decipher it, answer questions. Just about all of the shows actually have come from uh, people asking me these questions. So it's I don't actually have to make up topics for the show because I have a list of them where people have either in my practice during the day as a financial advisor and bookkeeper, they have these same questions and concerns or I get emailed or, or uh, called about these questions. So uh, what, we've, what we have now is a little series we started last week on small business. And for those of you just joining us for the first time and don't know a lot about our history here, uh, I come from a, a small business background and I run my own financial practice as a, a bookkeeper and a licensed advisor here in Ontario, Canada. And a lot of the topics that we cover are, are pretty much, uh, uh, they cover around the world really. So the same questions and same problems we have uh, in Ontario are the same ones that people have in Alberta or the United States or Australia. So we're, we're pretty universal in our questions about finances. And we started as last week, I introduced a series that we're going to be doing on small business because I shared a bit of information and I'm not, you know, those of you that have been here before, they know, you know, I don't get into a lot of the statistics and complicated stuff because we don't need to. We know that we just have to understand our own stuff. And one of the things we said last week was uh, small family, family owned businesses make up about 80%, 80% of all businesses in Canada. The statistics are about the same in the United States and around the world uh, in first world countries where small business is very, very important and very key to the economy and small family business and uh Family and small businesses make up about 60% of GDP in Canada. And we define small business as having under 100 employees. So that was what we talked about last week. And I, and I said to you, this week, I'm going to have a special guest. And every so often, we get to have guests on the show. And one of those uh, exciting and rare opportunities for me is to introduce somebody who I've known uh, longer than he's known me. And that is because he is my younger brother. And I shared with you a little bit last week about our family business and uh, our grandfather who started it in 1927. So that makes it 94 years old this year. And John and I will talk about that, my brother, who I'm going to introduce in a minute. Um, We will share with you. He's the first guest in our series um, where we're going to talk about small business, talk about what small business is. We're going to talk about uh, some of the special and unique challenges that small businesses have that uh, larger or publicly traded companies do not have. But uh, one of the secrets I will share with you is all these big companies, they all started out as small businesses. So uh, they went through the same exciting 
and painful and challenging and exhilarating and rewarding times that all small businesses go through. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, there's a lot I can uh, share with you about the business, but it's, it's kind of neat when you see the same business in a different perspective. So I'm going to share with you just a little bit about um, John Cook. And he is the general manager of the Lyle Cook Automotive Service Centre. And that's here in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. He has been in the family business for about 28 years. Uh, but I have to tell you, and John will tell you too, I'm pretty sure we'll ask him. The reality is when you're born into one, you've been in it your whole life. That's just the official start date. Um, he's had various positions that he's held. And he is part of the third generation management team now with me and our other sister. Uh, so the three of us are breathing new life into, at least I hope we are, into this 94-year-old business. John is also a very talented musician and hockey player, athlete in general. Uh, he's well known in our area as a member of the Tragically Hip, hip Tribute Band. Uh, the band is called the Hip Two. He's an avid hockey player and he's coached many local young athletes on the ins and outs of power skating. Uh, he's had a very successful hockey career himself and he is also a fixture at many of our community events and he's rarely seen, and I noticed tonight, he's not letting me down. He's rarely seen with a little touch of purple in his outfit because he's also a huge Los Angeles Lakers basketball player, um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about a little bit that too, because uh, both John and I are tall. Both of us play basketball. One of us is a big Lakers fan. The other one's a big Celtics fan. So we, uh, we have some things in common, but there's always those little differences that make it kind of fun. So welcome to the show, John. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me. I feel so like baby stuck in a corner over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My, my, my first and only chance to stick you in the corner. Uh, <laughs> no, it's well, exciting. thanks for having me. What's going on here tonight? I'm excited that you were uh, finally agreed to come on the show. And yeah. uh, I enticed you a little bit because I talked to you about music and, uh, and stuff. But we're also going to talk about the business and sure. how... Family and small business has has moments where it's really fun, it and it has moments where it's really frustrating. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, right? absolutely, so yes. Share a little bit about yourself. I know I gave a brief introduction, but share a little bit about the business, um, what you do, and and uh, you know how you started in it, really. Well, I th I think you you pinned it right on the tail there when you said we're born into it. Um, going to be 46 this year. So I feel like I've been there for 46 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, it definitely has its ups and downs. I'll tell you, it can be great and, uh, it can be a pain in the butt too, you know, and I think we've all lived some of that. <laughs> so, so what's your question? Maybe share a little bit. We'll talk about some of those challenges. Sure. Maybe share sure. a little bit about what the Lyle Cook Automotive Service Center is, what kind of business it is, what really from from you, what it was when you started to what it's it's transformed into today and what's actually there on the, because there's always over two acres of just the one location sure. that you're on every day. So maybe talk about that one. Um, wow, lots, lots of changes since... Uh since I was just a little guy, um, I can remember the fire in 1980, uh, to what it was then to what it is now, uh, massive changes. Uh, I remember being a little guy helping, uh, dad build the car wash, the self-serve. Um, that was quite a few years ago. 
So um, maybe sh maybe share what kind of business is there for anyone sure. listening that okay. might not uh, know. Sorry. So yeah. Lyle Cook Automotive Service Center. It's a family-owned automotive shop. We have a Napa Auto Pro. Um, we have automatic car wash, uh, self-serve car wash, um, rental properties. Uh, like you said, two acres of, uh, of, of great uh, land in, in the middle of St. Thomas. So um, we do have, a, it's all automotive, your one-stop car shop. And um, anything and everything you need done on a car, we can, we can help you out, fix you up, and get you going. And when you started, it was it was different because we were, had gas bars and yeah. we had mini storages and we had a car dealership and stuff like that. What, yeah. through the years, what are the different businesses that have been added and subtracted and sold? And uh, well, the, the, the biggest one as we used to be Lyle Cook Automotive Service Center uh, as one, uh, we are now, um, well, we were Midas for years and now we are Nap Auto Pro. And we've been uh, for quite a few years now. That's probably our biggest change. Um, we've gone through three different uh, automatic car washes over the years. Um, so the transition of just the car washes of how they've come over 30 years are, are huge, are different, a lot different now. Uh, more computer animated, uh, com computer controlled, um, and everything changes and you got to stay with the times, right? I know over the years, there's always in every industry, there's, um, you know, different groups or associations and, and that that you belong to. And then they have, um, say, conventions. Now, I know this year and last year is a little bit special. There hasn't been any conventions because of uh, COVID and so forth. But over the years, when you when you talk about like a car dealership or a car wash, like those on their own are individual businesses that have their own conventions. So uh, I'm guessing over the years, you how many have you attended? Like you've been to all kinds of different conventions and and learned different things, haven't you? Yeah, um, I, I, my first one ever, I was in Vegas, and I think I was 17 years old, believe it or not. And um, it was me, me, dad, and our manager at the time, and uh, I was in Vegas with you one time too, <laughs> yep. with dad for one. Um, and I'll tell you, you get a lot of knowledge out of them. You get to see what everybody else is doing, um, what changes you can make to yours, the upgrades you can help yours with, um, just little things. And, and I think the biggest, biggest thing is attending these is to uh, stay, stay, stay with the times. Um, you let things go and it's really hard after time to get parts and you really got to stay with it, right? Yeah. So I think the conventions are really good. I went to one there... Um, Oh, six years ago, I guess. And it was down in Nashville. It was really good. Um, so, you know, we still, we still stay up on them and we still try and make them when we can and when it's convenient. And honestly, when it makes, when we have the time, right. And, and just to give some context to when people hear about a car wash, I, I know I get asked, they don't, they don't realize how big of a business it is. The last time I went to a convention, I think there was over 10,000 people there. Is that does that sound about right? Yeah, but the um, the one in Nashville wasn't quite as big. I think over time we've lost some people and mm. um, retirements and honestly just old age and, and car washes shutting down. So when I was at the Nashville one, there wasn't near 10,000 at all. Um, right. Maybe half that, to be honest with you. Still a lot of people. Still for sure. a lot of people. It's beautiful. Mm. It, it was, it was, it was yeah. an unbelievable event. And it's well done what they do. Yeah. 
Yeah, very cool. So, um, so we have three minutes till our first break. So I'm gonna get a couple questions into you and ask you. Uh, so out of all the businesses, and I think if we were to list them, we'd say there was over the years that you and I can remember, there was gas bars and laundromats, car washes, mini storage, yeah. car dealership. Yeah. Um, the limousines. Limousines and cabs. Yep, that's right. Um, Print shop. Laundromat. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was out of out of all of them over the years that you think of? What was your most favorite business, and which what was your least favorite business that we were involved in? Um, I liked the car sales. Um, yeah. that was fun. Um. As long as you have a, a, a wheelbarrow to pick from, you know what I mean? You got to have some cars to pick from. And yeah. um, so as long as you're good there, uh, my least favorite would probably be uh, probably the limos and cabs. Only reason being because uh, I was painting them at the time with Murray. And uh, yeah. so it was a lot of work and it was a lot of, a lot of upkeep, you know. So yeah. And it's 24-7. I did not hate like it, but it was the toughest one to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And now the stuff that we're doing right now, um, really, let's maybe we'll talk um, a little bit about what a normal day for you would look like. If because in in family businesses, uh, I tried to explain, and we didn't get into a lot of it before, but uh, family business doesn't normally have a day that's that's a regular day in the life of. Um, it's every day is uh, different, right? Every yeah. Yeah. So maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll, I'll let you think of some examples of uh, things that have happened over the years that aren't regular and then how a day would typically roll in for you. Um, We have our, we have our first break coming up in, uh, you know, just a few seconds here. So I want to give you some stuff to think about over the break, which, you know, isn't only a minute, but uh, you can, we'll come back to the questions about um, what, what really a typical day would look like and some of the things that come up that that people don't realize in family business, because in a small business, you are the marketing department, you are the legal department, you are the accounting department, you are the HR department, you're the maintenance and repair group, you're the buying agent, you're the, the salesman, you're all those things. So each day can really be unique and special on its own. And what we'll do is when you, when we come back from the break, uh, you can share with us about, you know, what a typical day could look like, but some of the the abnormalities that, that people don't realize happens behind the scenes in family business. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take our first break of the night. Uh, you were listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I have a special guest tonight who is actually also my business partner and is my brother. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 
4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we are doing our uh, small business segment for the next few weeks. We just started it last week because, uh, one, because it's uh, very important to me, and uh, it's it's a it's an important topic in general, but uh, I have a soft spot for it myself. And uh, we're in a position as a as a community and as a a country and even um, as a uh, North America, we're in a position where small business actually does make a big difference. And I said it last week that um, one of my pet peeves is how sometimes we get caught in the crosshairs of politicians and and they use us as uh, uh, a way to get elected really and then small business is the one uh, and small and family businesses typically they are family run small businesses and there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into running a business and then you have a lot of complications and uh, and and make no mistake there's a lot of fun and a lot of success but the stuff that people see on the front side of the fun and the success. And, and in our case with our, with my special guest, uh, John Cook, who works with me in the family business, uh, he's my brother, but he's also my business partner and people on the outside, they would see a business that's 94 years old and they think how easy it must be because it's been around for 94 years. But uh, I think, and I'll ask John this and I would argue, and I'll get John's opinion too, that it's actually kind of harder <laughs> because you have to evolve all the time. So if you think 94 years ago, what, what our grandfather would have started with, um, there were no computers. There certainly wasn't an internet. Um, there was a lot of things that, that never existed in terms of automation and uh, just simple things like there would be no security systems. There was, um, everything was very manual, payroll, uh, banking, everything that you think of now that we take for granted for being automated. Um, so there's a lot of evolution that happens over 94 years and businesses change and, and people's uh, desires and demands change. And it's important to keep up with that. So uh, like I've, I've mentioned in shows before, and I'm sure we'll hear it again, that 
being in a small business or a family business requires a lot of hats to be worn by the individuals in the family. And, and John, I'll ask you about the hours you put in and, and how it's not a nine to five job or um, maybe you don't see, maybe it is nine to five, Monday to Friday, but I have an idea. I know the answer. Cause I, this is one particular business I know a little bit about. Um, so before we went to break, I was, I was uh, asking you to think about um different parts of the business that stood out to you in terms of um, uh, what a typical day would look like, for instance. And I know that's kind of a, a trick question because there's no such thing as a typical day. But And I know anybody out there that has a business is like, what typical day? There's no such thing. The only thing that happens is the sun comes up and goes down at the same same similar times. <laughs> so what's a typical day if you were to say, you know, this is what my day looks like on uh, Monday when I get up? Um, well, I, I, I get up, I brush my teeth and uh, I get ready for work just like everybody else. But um, a typical day um, for myself, uh, you know, staying up with the times is one thing. Um, what I've noticed in the car washing business right now is there's very little uh, equipment sales out there from people that you can, you can go and get parts from. You're very limited with who, who you can deal with. Uh, we are part of the ICA, the International Car Wash Association. And, um, you know, we typically deal out of Pennsylvania. And that's uh, obviously the USA. Well, we got to wait for parts and the exchange of money. Uh, we got a warranty if it's, is it possible? Is it, is it worthy to do? Is it feasible to do? Does it make sense? The problem is with Canada, we don't have a lot of people that we can deal with. What I'm in the process of right now is uh, rebuilding our self-serve car wash. That's what I've been in the process of doing right now. Um, as things have gotten older over the years, uh, we've eliminated some things, added added some things. Well, we got to do we got to do our cleanup, and we got to take the old lines out, and then put the new lines in, run the new cables, etc. Et uh, the car wash is just not all about soaps and suds. I'll tell you, there's a lot of work that keeps the soaps and suds coming. And it can be frustrating some days where it's just, it takes you two or three days, you're just not getting it. And then uh, today, for instance, uh, it was a perfect day, knock on wood. Um, you know, we, I'm like, so I've been in the process slowly of rebuilding our self-serve car wash. So um, the background is, uh, is it can be tricky. And I've been doing it with, I don't want to say limited parts, but um, limited op limited places to get parts. So I've been trying to build my own and give my own idea, use my brain of what I've learned over the years of, of watching dad and uh, previous managers and, and what I've learned uh, myself. So I, I've just added my own thoughts to it and uh, simplified everything and basically gone to a, a simple situation, a simple setup, and it works absolutely perfect. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, my typical day right now is just basically constantly rebuilding the, the uh, car wash and we got eight bays. So, you know, you, you just don't get one bay done in one day or, you know, constantly running, like putting new lines in. And so we're trying to keep up. So everybody, when everybody does come in, the money goes in, it works, the soap works, the rinse works, everything works, the wax. So yeah, we've been just slowly rebuilding it uh, right now to, to make it work hundred uh, percent. And, and what happens when uh, something malfunctions or, or doesn't work? What happens then? I call you. 
Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, then, depend, depend, depends what the mal- malfunction is. Um, you know, we, we may, might throw a hammer at it or uh, just kind of walk away, think about it for a little bit. And usually something comes to you, right? Um, you just got to be patient and um, just take it for what it's worth. It is what it is, right? And like most businesses, that, that always happens between 9 and 5, Monday to Friday, doesn't it? Well, no, it happens at 4.59 on Friday, right? Exactly. And um, usually Saturdays or Sunday when, when no one's maybe around. Um, yeah. But just so you know, I was up there all weekend and I, I was checking <laughs> things out. So we we're all good out this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it it's a lot of work to keep things going. Well, you got a lot of moving parts, right? Like It's, like it's exactly it. And that's a lot of the stuff where I mentioned people, people from the outside, even in our community that see us, they don't see that part of it. No, well, maintenance they, is your biggest thing. Like, yeah. You've got to stay on top of this stuff. You can't leave... Yeah. Like we, we could tear this down, Kath, and put a brand new building up, put a brand new car wash. And I can't just go to Cancun here and you go to Mexico and we take off and leave it. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's moving parts every single day. You blow a line inside. I mean, one of the craziest things I ever seen was um, a water line blew over the weekend and it's almost pouring directly onto the electrical panel, right? Like it it, but it was just one of those deals. And this is a hose that you would never think of breaking. And it, it's just one of those deals, right? So it's not a business that you can just um, leave. You know, I, I know a couple guys that uh, over the years I met actually through hockey uh, when Dawson was playing out in Niagara. I met this guy and he bought a car wash. And this is a true story. Um, I actually talked to dad about purchasing it. And it was it was really beat up. But the guy bought it and he had his friend run it. Well, I have to, when I go to any town, I have to go to every car wash in, in, in the city and I got to try them out, see what we're doing different or see what they're doing different or see what, how I can make ours better, etc. Get some ideas. So I'm at this car wash in Niagara and none of the soap worked, none of the wax worked. It was terrible. And I, I, I wasn't cursing, but I was just like, <laughs> you know, kind of put my hands up, put the gun down and the, this guy come over. And this is a true story. I'm not kidding you. The guy comes over and he says, uh, you having problems with the car wash? I said, yeah, nothing's working. He goes, yeah, here's your two bucks back. And I said, and I just asked him because I'm that person because I'm in the business. And I said, why are you here giving me money back? He goes, well, that's my job. His job was to give the money back to the customers that complain. And I said, well, where, who's, where's the owner? And he said, well, my buddy bought this thinking that, you just make money, you know, people put their money in and you collect a bucket of quarters. That's not how it works. And I literally said to the guy, do you mind if I take a look at your stuff just to see what you got going on? I went in his back room. I felt like I was, he was taking me down a tunnel. Okay. He's got one light bulb and it's hanging and swaying here. There's no lights inside. You can't see anything. It is just run down to nothing. I actually, just because Doss was at a hockey camp, for the Niagara Ice Dogs, I sat there for three hours, and me and this guy got six bays going some somewhat, and I helped him, and I showed him some stuff, and because the funny part was, a lot of the stuff he had was similar to what we have, and I was just in the process of process of transferring ours over into uh, basically what I was helping this guy with. So I've been through a lot of towns and a lot of cities in my lifetime, and I've lot washed a lot of my cars a lot and a lot of different washes, and that one there sticks out. 
But that guy there, his exact words were, well, my buddy just thought if he buys it, I'll, I'll, he's going to collect buckets of quarters. And it doesn't work like that. It really, truly doesn't. It takes a lot of work yeah. to collect a bucket of quarters. I know, I know for me, a lot of people, when you say about car washes, they're like, well, that's, they think that's a pretty easy business. And they don't realize how much engineering goes into making these things work at the right time. Absolutely. And then, you know, you make it as, as foolproof as possible, but then you still have that human element. And I remember a few times, but you getting called for in the automatic car wash where somebody got stuck in the car wash because they didn't know how to use it. And it's usually on a Saturday and they're, yep. they're in the car wash and they can't get the doors open and they're yep. stuck in the tunnel, right? Yep. And I'm usually on the 401 heading out of town with a girlfriend. Exactly. I, oh, I should say fiance, I guess now. Um, that's right. But regardless, <laughs> uh, you know, you, that's usually what happens, right? Um, herself and myself, we were down in Florida there in uh, February and I got a phone call and uh, Jeff's like, okay, John, you got to help me here. This coin machine is not working. I literally walked them through it. And uh, one thing I can say, the the way I'm making our car washes today is I want to be able to not be there. And just hypothetically, you're there. I, I know this will never happen. <laughs> okay. Like she's never going to be there at the automatic car wash hovering over the, the computer board saying, John, there's a fault. Okay. I know that. Okay. But I can help it. <laughs> in case, in case, actually, just in case that ever happens, I want to be able to sit there and say, okay, Kath, you're looking at this. Okay. Go to the third thing. You see the four shelf on the, on the rack here, you go here, you pick this, you do that. I can literally walk you through it. Now I know you wouldn't do it, but um, that's okay. That's not your job. That's my job. <laughs> But I'm making, you said foolproof, and that's how I'm making our car wash, foolproof. So anybody could, I could walk you through it if I had to, right? And, and I avoid that as much as you avoid reconciling the bank statement. So Oh, I've, I've done so many of that in my life. I'm, I mean, I had to retire from it. Yeah, right. But the beauty of it is, and the funny part of it is, um, in family business, there's lots of times that you and I were out working the car wash when it was lined up or pumping gas or yeah, there's lots my, of my, I think, you know, we, we, we sit about the, the one thing um, that maybe keeps you driven in, in the shop is you're always wondering what the heck's going to happen the next day or, yeah. you know, how, how can tomorrow be different? You know, like uh, the one time I think you brought me lunch and you wiped out and there goes my sandwich floating down. It was yeah. so busy in the water. Remember that the automatic? Yeah. I do remember so, that. You know, we, there's a lot of memories. Um, I mean, my whole lifetime is memories of, of the car wash, right? And, and, or of my personal life. Um, yeah. So the, the biggest thing I think is the hardest with family business, and, and, and honestly, I, I believe this, we can all get along. Um, the hardest part for me was, you know, you, you go to work all day, and then you come home and we live under the same roof. Yeah. And we sit at the kitchen table and we have dinner together every night. And we talk about the car wash and we talk about the shop and the Napa and the limos and the laundromat and the snack shack and the cleanup shop and everything. It just doesn't stop. So yeah. you, you kind of get lost in it. And um, I get it. It's not a eight to five job, nine to five job. It's a 24 hour job to some degree. It's a, it's a lifestyle, right? 
it, but it, it it takes up a lot of your life and it, and it can take up a lot of your personal life. I, I mean, for myself, I, I've, I've done plowing over the years and, yeah. you know, um, still doing it, which, you know, long time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm so, no spring chicken anymore, right? <laughs> so I know. And thanks for sharing that, by the way. I went and said you were my younger brother. <laughs> well, I am. I'm younger. It just doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> but uh so actually we didn't rehearse this but um uh, i think because we're related we kind of know how the other is going to work that's exactly yeah, where you, look, you look better than i do I, I i look older now obviously yeah you look a lot younger you're you're, you're 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 you got you and karen get the looks and you know i i got the heights right yeah i got the so height too so did you <laughs> Uh, but that's actually what I was going to ask you. So we're going to take our second break and then we come back. I want to talk to you about how do you turn it off? Because I know in our family, it has, it has been, uh, there has been, uh, sources of contention and we've gotten into, I mean, when you're in a family business, like you can, you and I could argue with each other the way nobody else could have, if you were an employee and then just go home and play basketball after, but those that was one of the things I was going to ask when we come back. How do you turn it off? How do you keep it so that you're not talking about it all the time, 24-7, and you start to be a human? Because a lot of every small business owner that I know, they live it. It's their lifestyle. They live it. They breathe it. They eat it. They sleep with it. The whole business is their whole, their whole life. And you have to be able to have some kind of personal life outside of that. But I also find that business owners usually are like a – uh, a group where they're very supportive of each other. They understand how each other works. So you have the individual business owners who, who, who get it. They understand where you're coming from. They're supportive when you need support and you're supportive of them when they need support if times are tough. Um, so when we, we're going to take our second break, when we come back, we'll talk about how you turn it off and have a life. And I know you've got some, uh, some pretty mad skills when it comes to extracurricular, uh, unlike me. You've got a lot of skill, but uh, we'll share that after. Um, we'll be, we're going to take our second break of the night. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I have my, my special guest and partner and brother with me tonight, John Cook, who is working with me in the family business. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, 
A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookkeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I'm here tonight with my brother uh, kicking off our small business uh, series where we talk to, we're going to be talking to small business owners and family business owners, which to me usually end up being about the same because most small businesses are usually started out with family members, either siblings or um, uh, parents or husband and wife or cousins or aunts and uncles, whatever the case is. Uh, it's usually the small business and the family business go hand in hand in our, uh, in our definition of small business. So we've been talking about uh, small business, and, and there's there's no shortage of challenges in small business. Um, there's certainly a lot of great and wonderful things where we haven't talked about where you can have the flexibility uh, to, you know, have a hair appointment on a Wednesday at three in the afternoon because you have the ability to do your own schedule. Coming with that is certain things have to be done, like on my end, payroll's got to be done by a certain time on every two weeks. Um, we have you know, for me, I handle the administration side, John handles the physical repair and maintenance, and he's on site a lot more, and I'm in the office most of the time. Uh, so in our case, I think with all small business and family businesses, you have to have clear roles to find. It doesn't make sense if both of us are up there um, fixing the car wash and uh, nobody's doing payroll <laughs> or nobody's submitting the government remittances. So in our case, it works out. And, and we also have a sister that's also active in the business and she does a lot of the compliance and administration on that side. So we all have clear and defined areas now. It wasn't always like that, was it? Where no. we had clear and defined areas. There were some battles. There was cook battles over the years um, as <laughs> as would be expected at any business, right? Uh, not all battles were well, on the back. Come on. Every, every, every business has to have its issues, right? Everyone. Like you're, you're a liar if you're not. Like every, every business goes one. through its ups and downs and hardships and, and uh, failures and, and yep. the pros and cons, okay? So we rise <laughs> above and we're here today. Yep, yep. And, and, and it makes you, I think it makes you strong. When I see in my practice with, when I work with small businesses on the bookkeeping, um, the challenges and the, and we'll call them failures, even though uh, failure is, it's, I hear a lot of different uh, uh, business people and they say failure is just a learning experience. And I a hundred percent agree. We've tried different businesses. We've, we've implemented them. Some were great. Some were not so great. Uh, and we learned a lot. Like we learned a lot about every one of them. We learned what we do different. We learned why we wouldn't do it again. Um, we learned the parts <laughs> that we liked about it or what we would have done, you know, if we were to do it again, how we would do it differently. Uh, like you mentioned, Midas was uh, on the, it was a franchise of ours for a lot of years. And now we're a Napa Auto Pro uh, evolving through the automotive industry. It, it changes, it, it meets your core values as a family and the business has to meet that. Um, but 
one of the big challenges you mentioned, and, and you're totally, totally right on this. How do you turn it off? How do you not? And I know what you're going to say. I am the most guilty of this. I get that. But how do you turn off the 24-7 business mind? Yeah, but see, okay, so I'll get to that. Now, I think I think the biggest thing with, with family business is you're going to have your ups and downs. Um, we're going to fight. We have, we've fought. Okay. Uh, we don't talk to each other. And then, like you said, we go and play basketball. Um, you know, you, you, you have to do that stuff because if you didn't, it, it it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Um, you know, everybody has to have a distinguished role in the business and everybody has to know what the, what each other is doing and everyone has to have faith and trust in that person. Um, yeah. You know, I trust you with the books. I trust you with the banking. I trust you with anything with paper because you love paper, okay? And computers and typing and and you, that stuff is exciting to you and investments and all this stuff where, you know, shutting it off for me is um, coaching my son's hockey, um, teaching power skating, um playing in a, I played a, a kiss cover band, a tragically hip cover band. Um, so you, you ha- for me, I have to have something else. I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd make it at 24, seven, seven days a week, 365. I really don't think I would. Um, but I'm also drawn. I've been playing drums my whole life. I've been playing hockey my whole life. So it's not really something I'm starting to do now at, you know, 40 plus years old. It's, something I've done my whole life. It's just, I'm revisiting it. Right. Um, but for me, I definitely have probably more than you than Karen. Um, I have more outside, I don't want to say life, but, um, um, I have more extracurricular activities, I guess you could say. Um, now that being said, you know, we do come from a line, a family line of, of music, you know, um, now I know, I know, I quote, don't quote me on this. You'll, you can help me, but it was grandma that played the violin and grandpa that played the sax. Yep. You got okay. it. Cause I, I was so young, right? Like I, yeah. I don't have, I don't have much memory of that. And, and probably, um, I will say just to, just to jump back on the family business is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, my, my biggest hate in life is, uh, I have no memories of my grandfathers. Yeah. Um, they passed away when I was two and three, I think, and 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 then five with my grandmother. Yeah. Um, so I have no memory of them. I, I I got no questions that I got to ask my grandfather about my dad or or uh, to, just to see their interaction. Um, so that that would be my biggest thing about the bit the family business is I didn't get a chance to to really maybe work or 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 know uh, Lyle. To be That's honest true. with you. Um, so that's, that's a hard one for me. And every day I, I drive down Wellington street when I'm just pulling into work, I look at that sign and, you know, I do, I think that, and, um, I know you and Karen got a little bit more memories, um, and Karen will be having the most, but, um, that's, that's a sore spot with me, to be honest, that that's a tough one to to swallow. So for me, I got to have some extracurricular activities, you know? And I keep myself busy with uh, um, teaching power skating. I still do. Uh, I teach for Larry Gazik. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, my son's done hockey now. Um, I don't coach anymore. And, 
you know, it's, it's like a business, it, it evolves and it changes. And I'm probably not that guy that would coach anymore because the way times have changed and, and uh, it's probably not, I'm an old school coach and that's how I am. And that's how I'm going to be. And, you know, you're just so many things you're not allowed to do or say, or act or, you know, touch a kid on the shoulder. My gosh, what would happen to you when game seven of a Stanley cup final for a kid, uh, your kid scores a goal and I give him a high five and I get in trouble, you know, like they've, they've taken things a little bit away from the game. And so, you know, with hockey, now I just love teaching it and teaching the kids how to skate and, you know, you're on your own with, with learning the game. Right. But uh, for me, the shutoff is. Can we talk a little bit? We have, uh, we have a minute before our last break, but I want to talk. Another break already. Holy crow. I know. And then we're We're done. Like I told you. An hour right. goes fast. Um, I do want to talk. Shut to you. up anytime, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want to want to. I do want to talk to you about your band because sure. uh, that is a big part of your extracurricular life right now. Yes. And um, just share because it, it doesn't. You know, it's well, funny. We're taking people, our break here. We're going to take a break in just a minute, but I, when we come back, we're going to talk about the band before we close sure. out. Um, because what the band, like a business, you only see the front. And I always say to people, it's it's um, it's like an iceberg. You see the tip, you don't see how big it is underneath, and all the practice and all the work that goes into it. So going to play, because I know I've seen you play a few times, and it looks great. And you're like, wow, they're really good, but you don't see how many hours of practice go into it. They don't see the practice of you with the band, and then you by yourself. It's so, a day's work just setting up and tearing down. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about that. We're going to take the final break of the night. We come back. We'll talk about how you, um, it's really a coping mechanism and, and uh, how you work with the business and how important it is to, because I agree. I think you have to have outside activities. You have to have something, whether, uh, whether it's something like physical, like hockey or, or playing the drums or whatever the case is. So we'll talk about that. We'll take our last break of the night. And you don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And our special guest is John Cook from Lyle Cook Automotive in uh, St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we are doing a series on small business. And my first guest in the series is my brother, who is also my partner in the family business, Lyle Cook Automotive Service Center, uh, where we have car washes and uh, Napa Auto Pro and a car dealership and uh, some rental properties. So it keeps us it keeps us busy and it keeps us uh um, inspired to do other things and grow and, and learn. And before we went to break, we were just talking, we have a few minutes left, John, about um, when you had to turn it off and how to have a life. <laughs> it really is what it is. And you play in the hip two band. And that is a uh, tribute band to the tragically hip. And you are the drummer. And you have been a drummer since you were very little, because I can remember hearing you practice and uh, playing downstairs when we were kids. Um, I'm not really sure whose idea it was to get drums when you were little, but <laughs> but it turned out all right as you're an adult. So well, how? Trust me, it was dad. I wanted to be a guitarist, and you know what he told right? me? But you know, a drummer controls the beat and the flow, and you know, I don't want to be that guy. I just want to kind of <laughs> doom, 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 right? No, I was... no, I had to be the drummer. And you know, hey, every band has more than one guitarist. There's only one drummer. Only, usually, I, just the one. I cheese my yeah. bandmates about that, and they still cut <laughs> cut me up about it, right? So, um, but I'm, you know, I'm the best drummer in the band. <laughs> That's, That's for sure. Say. So, um. So how much time do you guys spend together practicing? How many gigs would you have in a year? How does that, in a, in a, about a minute or so, tell us how that works and where, okay, where you're so, going to be, too, by the way. So first off, uh, as Lyle Cook has won many Spirit Awards over the years, the Hip 2 just won the Spirit Award for Best Local <laughs> Band. Um, so we're very happy about that. We have done uh, a handful over a handful of shows but it's been kind of hard for the last year plus with the covid so obviously you know we've done here there it's very been sporadic uh we're just getting back together right now uh we all we all we jam we jam at home we practice and we rehearse every time at my house uh tuesdays thursdays and you know we got a lot of special things going on right now for the hip too we're very excited for just like lyle cooks we're very excited with lyle cooks with the the new identity and 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 the 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 face that we're going to bring back and what we're bringing back and um that's exciting news to me for lyle cooks uh the future uh so with the tragically or tragically our hip two tragically hip cover band um we get together every Tuesday, Thursdays right now. We are actually getting in some studio time. Um, we're going to record uh, some marketing promos. So uh, very exciting. Um, and, you know, our whole family is musically inclined, even even yourself. Like you did the piano a little bit back in the day and um, right. heck of a dancer. I That's mean, true. I loves Tina Turner. Better be good to me. And, you know, um, so we, we've all got music in our, in our, in our, in our, in our bodies, you know, in our soul. And um, so it's a lot of fun uh, playing the drums and, uh, you know, Karen, our sister, Karen, heck of a singer, um, piano player, uh, beautiful voice. So, you know, we've all got that, right. We've all, we've all had a little touch of that. Dad was amazing on the organ um, I don't know. Mom was good at the triangle. I don't know. The you were too young to remember. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have, you know, but, uh, but for ourselves, you know, there's music runs in our, in our family. So, so it's yeah. a lot of fun. To, it's easy. It, it, it kind of somewhat comes easy to me. 
And yeah. uh, I'm not good. I, I can't read music, but I can just listen to a song and play it, you know? And and, and I'm going to get a deal on our 95th anniversary next year for uh, the hip too. I'm, I'm putting it right out here. It's going to be recorded. Uh, so I got proof. I'm going to get yeah. a deal from the band yeah. so I can book them for a 95th huge, anniversary. Huge, huge deal. We'll move the decimal <laughs> one place. But... Um, yeah, and, and that next year, September next year, Lyle Cook Automotive, 95 years in business, exciting yeah. times. Um, yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a, a bright future at the end of our, uh, uh, of our rainbow here. Yeah, and, I, and I'm hoping that this, uh, uh, the, all the, the lockdown rules and, and COVID rules and so forth will be relaxed enough that we can have an outdoor event and celebrate. And we'll be celebrating throughout the whole 95 years because, um, Part of my job is also the market. I am the marketing department. So we're planning a 95 year celebration starting in January, 2022. Cause uh, I think we need to celebrate not just the business, but I think people are tired and depleted. We, and, we need to get out. We need to celebrate. Everybody you know, needs to have a little bit of something. So we need something to celebrate. We need something to be happy about. And, yeah. um, you know, people need to get out of their homes and, you know, we've been tied up long enough and, and it's time to set us free, right? Yeah. And, and I think, and, and, and our family history uh, has been very community supportive. So there's a lot of things that we always, there's a lot of um, charities that we support and there's a lot of people we support. Well, 40 years of Crime Stoppers. Yeah. You know, we're we're one of the longest, longest with them. There's, there's, I think there was three. I was at the, the, the event last year. Yeah. 40 years with them and I think 42 is the longest so we're right up there with with the St. Thomas uh, police and the crime stoppers we're closely with them right and and that's another thing too for for small business that we haven't talked about but we will be talking about in our series is how much of an impact they have on the community in terms of community support donations uh, employment all kinds of things Uh, we've come to the end of the show, and I just want to thank my brother. Uh, well, I wasn't really done yet, but I guess so. Okay. That's <laughs> well, you can, you'll have done. to come back. You'll have to come oh, back. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll be able to get the band back together. And yeah, maybe, we can, do, maybe we can do a show for you or something, whatever. Yeah, we'll do but, it live from your studio. Well, that's awesome. Something. Well, thanks for having me, yeah. Bem. Yeah. And so we are going to be continuing our series on small business. And next week, we have um, another guest, and she's going to share with us, she's been in business 25 years, and she's going to share how difficult and quite devastating the the pandemic has been on her business. Um, And thankfully, with her years of experience, she's able to uh, reinvent herself and pivot and stay in business and stay keeping her people employed. So thank you for joining us. And we'll be right back next week, uh, financially speaking, on the Inspired Choices Network. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.